this ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts. Leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Ahead of the crypto curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. Every single day, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I'm your host, Naja Roberts. And as you all know, we are just a tad bit late today, and we always like to keep it 100. We are out at the golf course here in Houston, Texas, and I have a billionaire ready to talk to this community. And you guys need to stay tuned. I know I'm running late, but I've got some great things to share. And, you know, we are in the middle of a midday money chain. And who better to tell us about how to make money other than someone who has done it several times over? And so he is a mentor. He is absolutely someone to be paying attention to. His name is Michael V. Roberts, so you can Google him as we get ready to get going. But I'm going to just start out with my quote for the day. And my quote for the day says, a smooth sea never produced a skilled sailor. And I am going to repeat that. A smooth sea, ladies and gentlemen, never produced a skilled sailor. And so while we're in this economic upturn, downturn, uh, volatility on all levels, be it stock market, be it cryptocurrency, just the, the economy in general, we, get, we will never be skilled at what we do unless we experience those ebbs and flows, those ups and downs. And so with that today, I just want to say to each and every one of you, be encouraged. We talked yesterday about the CPI data and the things that are out there and really starting to get our minds and ears and eyes open to what the economy has to offer us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, the next voice you will hear will be that of Michael D. Roberts. And he's going to share with you as an entrepreneur a little bit of his journey. This guy has got so much stuff going on, and I'm just so ever thankful uh, and just blessed to be in his presence. And I want to share that with you all. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Head of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Najee Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward. Welcome forward, welcome forward. I just want to share that we are on a golf course, so I want to make sure that everyone knows there was not a quiet place in the house. So if you hear a little bit of air, if you hear a little bit of talking, it's because we wanted to make sure that we get you this information. So with that, please. Again, uh, accept my apology for a little bit of noise and background, but I'm just going to, we're just going to jump right into this conversation again with Michael V. Roberts. And the reason uh, he is here is because he has done everything that all of us aspire to do. And I'm going to be like him when I grow up, but I'm just going to briefly say when I first discovered him, 
I had no idea years later that I would meet him. He was a part of an association. I believe he was the president at the time of uh, NABHUD. It's National Association of African-American Hotel Owners, Developers, Operators. That's what NABHUD stands for. I probably got it all backwards. But NABHUD is an organization of black hotel owners. Um, And so I was looking for black hotels to to actually patronize as we go across the country on our digital financial revolution tours. And I found this organization and I had no idea that I would meet this gentleman in another uh, space in another time, had nothing to do with his hotels, but he has always been so humble Uh, through Dr. George Fraser. I got an opportunity to share the stage with him at an event earlier last year. And it was just absolutely incredible. And so I want him to share some things with you all about what his journey has been and what he sees for our community moving forward. So we got we got Michael V. Roberts here with us today. How are you today, sir? I am fantastic. And listen, uh, you didn't tell me you were such a great golfer. Uh, you know, you you uh, played with me, and it, it was making me look bad. <laughs> no, we had a great day, didn't we? Yes, sir, we did. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to uh, being a billionaire, actually? What does it take? What is it? What does it take to get someone to even millionaire status, but let alone billionaire status? Well, let me let me explain a few things. One, uh, yes, I owned at one point twelve hotels, owned and operated. It was the largest black owned and operated, hundred percent owned and operated uh, hotels in the country. Uh, also, I owned twelve full-power TV stations, the largest black TV station owner. I've taken three companies public. One was a wireless phone company that we built all through Missouri. I'm from St. Louis. I hail from St. Louis, uh, although I have properties around the country. Uh, But the cell company, the PCS cell company that uh, my brother and I built, we uh, initially sold it ultimately to Sprint, uh, and we retained the towers and uh, there were some towers here near the golf course, and I was just talking to a couple of gentlemen. I said, do you hear what I hear? And they said, what are you talking about? I said, well, there's a sound coming from there. It's called cha-ching, cha-ching, because uh, uh, as I owned my towers and had tenants on it, they would just sit there. It's great vertical real estate, and uh, with various tenants on it, it just uh, it just pays uh, its way. Uh, and I don't have to worry about people spilling coffee on my equipment or waking up late to work or trying to unionize or anything else. It is uh, an interesting business. Ultimately, uh, being the largest non-public tower company in the country, we eventually sold that to to, uh, American Tower. Uh, And all of those different transactions and the variety of them, according to CNN, who did a story some years ago on the Roberts Brothers in St. Louis, they said that we built over a billion dollars worth of assets. And that's really what it amounts to. It's not that, you know, the question is, well, do you call yourself a billionaire? No, I don't. But did I build a billion dollars worth of assets? Yes, I did. So everybody can call it whatever they want. Uh, either way, uh, I'm okay financially. <laughs> and I'm continuing to look at how do we begin to grow our people as African-Americans? How do we grow black people? And I've just seen black honestly, because we are, uh, uh, African by heritage. Uh, and as a result, uh, I, I want more of us to begin to look at what are the emerging business opportunities 
that's uh, taking place globally. And I, I speak globally on purpose because things like cryptocurrency, the blockchain is a global scenario. Uh, so I will go into HBCUs and ask the president of the, of the various schools, you know, where do you think people will be spending money 20 years from now? How will they be spending it? And what currency will they be using 20 years from now? And are we preparing our HBCU students to join the workforce of this emerging technology or become entrepreneurs? And frequently, the answer is no, we're not. Uh, we're still sort of stuck in traditional uh, academic missions, things that relate to arts, history, sociology, et cetera. But I, I go in to disrupt their thinking. You know, I immediately began to ask, well, what about cybersecurity? Why don't we have a degree in cybersecurity? That's a global business opportunity as well as a job opportunity. Esports, what about that? Artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, uh, the metaverse. Uh, we understanding that the way in which we're going to conduct meetings in the future will be through avatars that look just like us. And we'll be all at a table, although we may be anywhere in the world transacting business. And the currency for that transaction will probably be Bitcoin and cryptocurrency of some kind. So how prepared are we? And do we recognize that there's actually a technology revolution taking place in this country uh, and the world? And frankly, this is probably the first time in history that we're seeing a full emergence of a new type of industry where we as black folks have a level playing field. But it'll only be a level playing field if we prepare ourselves uh, academically and professionally to begin to reach out to these opportunities that are forthcoming. Uh, some of the opportunities that we can look at, uh, although I've named several, is Let's talk about healthcare just for a minute. Uh, most people die because of a um, defective organ, uh, one that begins to go bad. But in today's world, we can take your DNA, we can match it up, and we can have a 3D printer actually replace your liver, your heart. Well, what does that mean from an entrepreneur standpoint and from a future standpoint, which I really am? Uh, and most of us really need to become futurists. In other words, evaluate where we think the future is going and prepare ourselves now for that. And that's what the cryptocurrency world of that is really showing people and telling people, wake up and understand the value of this new thing called cryptocurrency. Learn about it, trust it, and be prepared soon to be able to transact business. So if we have a 3D printer who can replace the organ, that would normally send you to the morgue, but now you're living longer. And if you're living longer, what types of things will society need in order to uh, to support you? You know, we'll have to have more and different types of growing, ways of growing food, uh, entertainment, housing. All of these are going to be, though many of this is current, but it's going to be uh, even if more substantial amount of need as people grow older and even senior living uh, facilities may be the, the type of opportunity. I think in terms of how nanochips 
will be placed in our body in the future and be able to be read uh, by other instruments to help us determine our relative condition, whether it's sugar diabetes or issues relating to our heart uh, or our liver or other parts of our body. And these nanochips will be able to deliver data to robotic-type doctors, robo-docs, I call them. And robo-docs will, in the future, take your, your understa the understanding of your health issue and send messages over to robo-pharmacists. And then robo-pharmacists will pull up the prescription and call the local drone company to fly the medicine to your home. Uh, imagine in the future that we're able to have these types of resources made available to us but who are going to be the entrepreneurs behind everything I just named? Uh, how many different ways will a drone be manufactured? Who's going to be making the, the products that go into these drones? What about uh, atomic? Uh, what about vehicles, driverless vehicles? Uh, that's going to be someday the only person that's going to be driving uh, are old folks. Because anybody who's three or four now, by the time they're 16, they will not be driving a car. They'll be commanding the car. And parents will put children in, in vehicles, uh, send them to school, and only the teachers will be able to have the code to get the kids out of the schools and be able to take them inside. High level of security, autonomous vehicles are here. Uh, we're going to see more of them built. Uh, alternative energy sources are going to be required in order for us to, to live a different type of life, one that's going to help protect the earth. Uh, all of these are business, emerging business opportunities. And as a futurist, you know, I look at those and then I spread the word through my books. I've written three books. One, Action Has No Season, uh, Secrets to Gaining Wealth and Authority. And the other is Action Has No Season 2.0, which really speaks to taking advantage of the possibilities. How do you do that? And in those books, they are there to establish a new mindset uh, of how to help you get out of a dilemma and how to push you, frankly, to become even more resourceful uh, in your life and become more entrepreneurial. Uh, listen, we live in a country that is very capitalistic, totally capitalistic, actually. Uh, if we lived in a socialist nation, we'd call ourselves socialists. If we lived in a communist nation, we'd call ourselves communists. We live in a capitalist nation. And regardless of what people say about ways in which, you know, capitalism has, you know, created problems, capitalism with a consciousness. And when it's all said and done, if you make money, you can help people. You're better off with money helping people than just talking about it. Uh, revolutionaries existed back in my day. They were very nice to get people thinking, but it didn't affect change as we need to have change affected. And we must continue to think globally at all times. We have to create a plan of action uh, or a business that's global in nature. Uh, and it's so easy today to move into any of the industries that's coming along, but you got to read about them. And what's important, as, as I said earlier, is we have to get our, our students into this whole movement of technology. 
we talk about STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, that's kind of basic to the whole technology uh, education. Uh, we have to be able to actually start from K through 12 and making sure that the smallest of our children in the school are feeling uh, a role that they can play without realizing it, that they're becoming more and more adept at things like uh, eSports or how to, how to play with drones. Uh, and the more we can educate them and train them to think in that way, uh, then I think we're going to be okay. Unfortunately, you know, when I was coming out of law school, I moved two blocks from the projects where I lived for 10 years and was elected to the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. Uh, and, you know, during that time, everybody's thoughts of coming out of the ghetto was if you needed a ball in your hand, you needed to be able to have a microphone in front of you to rap, or you had to uh, deal in some kind of uh, being an illegal pharmacist, if you understand what I mean by that. Uh, so today's world with technology, we don't, we have the options and opportunities, but we have to overcome some kind of a psychological block that continues to suggest, well, I just don't know where to go. Well, go to YouTube, um, Google information, uh, listen to some TED Talks on futuristic businesses, and then put yourself in the shoes of some of these futurists and try to figure out, well, where can I fit in? What is it that I really know? If I repair cars, can't I repair robots? Yeah, because there will be a, a form of, of, of metallurgy that's going to be needed. We're going to have to have types of metals that are going to be used to create some of these things. And if you know how to manufacture or repair, you know, potentially that's for you. I'm not trying to give you a do-it-yourself kit, but I am trying to disrupt your thinking. I'm trying to make you to really think twice about where you're headed. And I'd like for you to recognize that, you know, life is is going to be extended and you need to be prepared to enjoy the benefits of these future capitalist opportunities that's right there for you. Uh, I'm active in a variety of things, including uh, my fraternity, Capital Versailles, and we find ourselves moving uh, in the direction of that are educating our brothers and sisters and our young people who are uh, involved with, uh, uh, with, with, with training the minds of young folks. So let me just say as I saw the conclusion that there has been a tremendous opportunity to, to be here with you and for us to have this discussion relating to, uh, to Bitcoins. Yes. and cryptocurrency. Uh, you are the queen of it, and I want you to wear your crown with distinction and know that we but we got your back and All we're right. working with you. All and right. anything we can do to help you and help those who are listening, we're here for you. All right. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here.
All right, welcome forward, welcome forward, everyone. I am just so excited about today because I have some phenomenal individuals talking to you. You just heard from Michael V. Roberts, the billionaire. And next up, I have a gentleman who is the man of the weekend. He came up with a vision three years ago. This is the third year for this MLK 40-acre conference, and I'm proud to say that I was a speaker at the first one, and now I am here for the golf tournament, for the first golf tournament. So we are creating and being the history that we want to see happen in our communities. And before I introduce this gentleman, uh, first of all, his name is Alan Thornton. And I have to say to you, since I met him, he has been a leader, but not only a leader, ladies and gentlemen, he's been a servant leader, if that makes any sense. And so when I met him, he was all about helping as much as he could help, and it was a genuine help. It wasn't uh, anything where I, I don't even know how to explain his spirit, but his spirit is just absolutely phenomenal. He is open to ideas. He has big, lofty ideas, big, lofty dreams. But I'm going to tell you this. They are coming true. From what I saw today, based on where he was three years ago, when he first started this conference, I am so proud of this guy. He does not, I know he don't need me to be proud of him, but I am here to support him. Uh, when I found out this week that I had missed an email, I immediately booked the flight and made sure that I got here to support him, just like he has supported me every time he's seen me speaking or doing anything. He has been right there like a, like a staff member. And, and again, from his heart, as kind as he can be, I think he is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal husband one day. <laughs> he's grinning. But I just think he's a great guy all around. And I am so looking forward to many, many years of relationship uh, as we do the work of our community, as we do the work of our forefathers. Of course, I tell you, this is the Martin Luther King weekend. And so we have a lot of dreams that we need to make happen. And they're only going to make happen if we're working hard to do that. And so without further ado, I want to introduce to some and present to others, Alan. And Alan, how are you this day after this golf tournament? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm a little tired, but I, I still got the adrenaline flowing. So first and foremost, thank you for having me here and always continue to support no matter what city we're in. And each and every time things just seem to elevate. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us about 40 Acres. How did you come up with, first of all, the name 40 Acres, and why did you pick Martin Luther King Jr. weekend to do these? Well, first and foremost, um, I have to give glory to God because some of the things that have been able to happen, I was not, we, and we were not this good doing it by ourselves. And once I started to pray to have the right people show up, I would have people like Naja Roberts, right, at my doorstep, wherever I was, whatever city I was. So thank you um, and had to say that first and foremost. Uh, and just the name behind the 40-acre conference comes from a, a promise that was unfulfilled. And unfortunately, during the pandemic, I, I study history and I see that history was kind of repeating itself with the promise of 40 acres and a mule that was unfulfilled and the reason why we do MLK and Juneteenth for the 40 acre conference was 
in Texas, we were actually the last state to be emancipated in 1865 when in 1863, everybody else was free. So we do Juneteenth Freedom Festival, and then we do MLK Freedom Weekend, MLK Dream Weekend. And both of those are to help sponsor over 500 kids that next generation uh, be what they see. And we have million-dollar panels. The reason why the 40 Acres is because it was an unfulfilled promise. And just like back then, there was corporations, if you remember back in 2020 during the pandemic, when George Floyd died, he's actually here from Houston, from Yates High School. They were saying, hey, there's some bad things that have been done to the black community, right? Parallel with what happened in, in slavery. There's some things that need to happen, and we want to deploy capital into your community, just like 40 Acres and a Mule. Unfortunately, history parallel tends to repeat itself. There was They don't know how to track it. They don't know how to manage it. And when that happens, and they don't know how to disperse it, when that happens and there's no benefit for them, it usually just disappears, right? And then a couple years later, we were hearing, hey, how much money of that $200 billion has been dispersed? Well, it's less than 5%, right? So, and it's what we'll hear three, four, five, ten years, it'll just disappear like 40 acres and yield it. So what we did is we created a conference so we can help a bunch of celebrities, government officials, um, corporations, sponsor kids, right, that's aligned with their brand of their company, wherever that is. We do 40 events in four days, and it's uh, whether it's in film, whether it's in fashion, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in crypto, we have 15 different million-dollar panels where we have a million-dollar a millionaire on each panel that somebody can look up to. I mean, we were just, I was on the golf course talking to Hill Harper, right? With, with Naja on the phone. He spoke at our first conference. I was here with billionaire Mike Roberts. I was here with EYL, right? The the largest black podcast financial platform in the world right now. What is EYL? So they know. Earn your leisure. So yeah, they're the largest financial platform in the world right now. Every billionaire, uh, has pretty much, if the African-American billionaire has been interviewed by them and they're about to interview Mike Roberts. So the goal is to help. And the rest of the weekend, we had, these are our VIP events, which fuel the uh, the sponsorship of kids for the rest of the weekend. We have all these 40 events. We have five showcases. We have 20 different competitions um, and 15 different million dollar panels to really show kids, look, regardless of where you are, you don't have to uh, be there, right? Whatever you want to do, if we help kids find their passion faster, we will become a much more productive society faster. It'll elevate. And I actually met Naja and Hill and EYL a couple of years ago on, in the centennial of Black Wall Street in, in Tulsa. And we, some of those same things that were echoed during that time, some of those, that group economics, so helping the next business just elevate and then building two more, building five more, building 10 more until you have 35 blocks, spending money together. All those principles hold true. Unfortunately, uh, hate and greed destroyed Black Wall Street, uh, but there's a renewed focus. And I'd love to be optimistic this time that all the corporations that have committed that $200 billion really want to do it, but now we're holding them accountable, right? Now we have a digital platform. Now we have... um, blockchain right to to show hey who's really giving out so we're we're really interested and anybody that's interested in economic empowerment sponsoring kids 
and really taking things to the next level with this next generation. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Alan. We appreciate you and all the tireless work that you do in our community. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the Midday Money Chain on KBLA Talk 1580. I demand IT field with my computer career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus, and financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Hi, this is Tavis. Tavis, this is Dr. King. We've got a lot to talk about. I'll be in town on the 28th of February. Can you clear your calendar? Absolutely, Dr. King. Good Lord, do I have some questions for you, sir. Hi, it's Tavis. Assalamu alaikum, my brother. This is Minister Malcolm. Now, I heard that you and Martin are getting together for a public dialogue on February 28th. You see, now, I already know the date. <laughs> now, I know y'all not trying to keep me out of that conversation, are you? No, sir. No, sir. What happened to George Floyd shouldn't happen, not even to a dog. How long must the Negro continue to endure this foolishness at the hands of law enforcement? People can take but so much before they reach a breaking point. What do you mean, black lives matter? Black lives haven't mattered in this country since Negroes stopped working for free at the end of slavery. You ought to be talking about black guns matter and start your own NRA. Call it the Negro Revolutionary Amalgamation. Don't miss this compelling historic radio event, The Return. When Tavis Smiley converses with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Tuesday, February 28th, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward, welcome forward. We are going to start off with our market cap. We just had two phenomenal interviews. I am so uh, jacked up sideways, as I like to say, just really uh, incredibly happy to be around my community, to be around movers and shakers, individuals that are doing something and not just watching things happen. And so I'm excited about that. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, in the market, 
Uh, Bitcoin actually topped 19000 today. Now, for some, of course, you know, it's a happy, momentous day because people like to see the price of Bitcoin rise. But it's also a time where we see a lot more of our community trying to buy Bitcoin. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I do want to say to our community, I we we got our philosophy a little bit backwards. You're supposed to buy low and at some point possibly sell high, but not buy high all the time. And so when the price movement goes up, we get much more action. And, and not that it's a bad thing all the time, but I want to make sure that you're understanding when I'm telling you it's on sale, when you're seeing that it's on sale, it's an opportunity for us to stack more and more Satoshis. But Bitcoin did top 19000 and I was talking with uh, Hill Harper this morning, and he was saying, you know, the price is going to go back down. We we are thinking that it's going to go back down, and I absolutely am hoping so. Again, that gives us the opportunity to stack more and more Bitcoin in our portfolio. And so that's just something that we look forward to as it goes up and down. With that being said, someone um, asked a question on the Ask Naja Roberts uh, portion of the website, and they wanted to know how they move their Bitcoin off Robinhood. So I always say to each and every one of you, please stay away from Robinhood. I am not a financial advisor, not providing financial advice, but Robinhood is Robin the Hood, and they are one of the worst platforms out there. I don't care if you're buying cryptocurrency. I don't care if you're buying stock. It is not the place that we should be because they do not care about the consumers, in my opinion. It's all about how much money they can make in hidden fees and some other things. But if you do have your Bitcoin on Robinhood and you need to put it in your own wallet, what you're going to need to do is contact Robinhood because they made a statement that people were able to move their Bitcoin off the platform. But ironically, only some people can take their Bitcoin and move it off the platform. So what I am suggesting is if you have your Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency on Robinhood, that you go ahead, contact them, and move it as soon as possible because Robinhood should soon be having some regulatory uh, issues as well. And so we want to make sure that we're not caught in the middle of that. And then um, one of the other things that I really want to share with you, uh, because I always like to give you options. If you're not going to do Robinhood or hopefully you don't do Robinhood, where can you go? You can go to a site called TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade. They have a fabulous platform. I actually taught my children how to trade on their platform when they were younger. They have a platform that's free of charge called Think or Swim, and it allows you to trade with their money. And so you get to learn how to trade without having to put your own money in there. And then when you feel comfortable about what you're doing, then you can go ahead and uh, start to trade on your own. So that is what I want to, uh, that's the question that I want to ask, answer today on the Ask Naja Roberts segment. Uh, Robin Hood does not allow everyone to take their Bitcoin off, and they're telling everyone that they are. But, you know, you'll find out uh, how long it takes to get through the customer service and all of those things. But it is a, uh, it is a action that you absolutely must take immediately because they have the ability to lock up and keep all of your assets if you don't get them off in a timely manner. So I wanted to say that. 
And then, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the part of our show where we need to talk about dollar cost averaging. Again, we want to dollar cost average our way to wealth, and that looks different for everyone. So there are individuals that are doing the $6 a day. There's some people that are doing $100 a week. There's some people that are doing $1,000 a week. It all depends on how much you can afford to lose. And I'm going to say that. And it doesn't matter if it's cryptocurrency. It doesn't matter if it's stocks. It doesn't matter if it's bonds. It does not matter, specifically in this day and time where nothing that we deal with is certain. There is nothing certain in this financial life. And I'm I'm going to continue to repeat that because so many times you talk with a financial advisor and different individuals in this space, and they swear that these different assets will be there and available for you when you need them. And the truth of the matter is we are looking at some real uncertain times, and there's just so many things that are going on. I also, uh, you know, I just want to just make sure that everyone is getting a second opinion as you get your financial house in order. If you get a financial advisor that tells you to do something, make sure that you're always getting a second opinion and not that somebody is wrong, but that there are other options that could possibly save you some money or help your family get somewhere faster than another uh, option. And so you want to make sure that you're always paying attention to those things. And it takes for you to ask a second, maybe even a third person about something that you're about to venture off into. And so lastly, ladies and gentlemen, as it relates to this cryptocurrency space, what we are beginning to see is a couple of other companies that are popping up in this space that are marketing to African-Americans. And I want everyone to be on your uh, on your A game as it relates to getting involved in these investment platforms that could possibly take your money. And so if you are curious about a company, I would suggest that you just, you know, do a, a couple of dollars. If you're going to do it anyway, do a couple of dollars and kind of wait and see how that company pans out. Because we're getting a lot of calls over the last couple of days of people that are jumping into new opportunities, and those new opportunities to me seem really scammy. And when I tell someone that they're scammy, a couple of days later, I get an email or text that says, you know what, you were right, that was a scam. Scammers are out there, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to be out there more and more and more, and you've got to protect yourself. But one of the things that you can always do to say stay safe is to continue to dollar cost average and continue to keep your Bitcoin in your own private wallet. So with that, we're going to do our daily dollar cost average because, you know, I say a DCA a day keeps poverty away and we're going to take out our phones and we're going to get on the black Wall Street wallet and I'm going to hit the purple circle in the middle and hit continue and I'm going to designate the black Wall Street wallet to put my Bitcoin in. And I'm going to click continue, and voila, I have just bought Bitcoin at the highest price. I've bought it in a long time. But again, to get rid of or at least lighten up the load of the volatility, you buy when it's high, you buy when it's low, you buy when it's in the middle, and you just continue the dollar cost average because that gets us where we need to be. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me today on the Head of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one day at a time, one family at a time, 
And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. Have an incredible rest of your day. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.